Hello and welcome to Good Sex, Bad Sex, a podcast from metro.co.uk. It's a bit like a book, but with a lot more action between the sheets. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Bibi Lynch. I'm Miranda Kane. And coming up, we have... It's a book telling you how to have feminist sex. <sighs> That's right, sister. Stop burning your bra. <laughs> Get that match away for your lingerie. Ooh, that rhymed. Hi, I'm Flo Perry, author of How to Have Feminist Sex. Please welcome to the show, Flo Perry. Hi, thank you. What an amazing introduction. (laughs) And you're talking to us about your new book, How to Have Feminist Sex. Yeah. A fairly graphic guide. Mm -hmm. How graphic? Let's go. Let's go for the graphic detail. Um, it's well, it's illustrated. That's the pun. Ah, yeah, that I illustrated it all. Uh, uh, yeah, it does have some tits and willies and vaginas in it, but all, all drawn by me, no photos. Oh wow! But you know, almost as good as a photo. Obviously, I'm very accurate. <laughs> Anatomically, or yeah, 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 yeah. Nice. So you know the obvious question, and it's a really rude question, but this this could be just full of rude questions, couldn't it? <laughs> it's a how-to. Yeah. How are you qualified, Flo Perry? Um, well, yeah, that's a very good question. I'm not really qualified at all any more than anyone else, other than um, I've, I've had quite a lot of sex in my life. I call myself an emotionally well-adjusted slag. Um, and I think I have a very good sex life um, and a good relationship with my sex life and I'm really interested in it and I probably read like three more books than the average person (laughs) (laughs) I love what you just said you've got a really good relationship with your sex life yeah that's a really nice way of putting it like how would you what would you describe is a really nice relationship with a sex life Um, I prioritise it Um, I think about it all the time Um, we write each other love letters (laughs) (laughs) um yeah, it's like, it's a big part of my life and it brings me happiness. Oh, I love that. I want a good relationship. I want a sex Where's life to yours? have a good relationship <laughs> yeah. with. Yeah. Mine, mine's ghosting me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mine shit. took a fast train to Baru. It's not. You not say um, in the um, in the blurb that you want the book to challenge myths that porn, the media and, your par- and parents spread about um, sex. What kind of myths do you think? What kind of myths are you talking about? Um, lots of kind of myths. Myths from your virginity being like a physical thing for women, that's a big one, to there being like kind of a top limit on the number of people that you should sleep with or a bottom limit, mm. there being any kind of moral weight that, mm. on there being like one type of body that's like arbitrarily more attractive than another type of body. Uh, what else do I talk about? On like the myth that sustaining sex in long term relationships should just be like no effort and spontaneous, <sighs> loads of stuff. <laughs> why do you think this book needs to be made basically because we have like so many of these kind of assumptions about sex that have been passed down to us from all these different the media and our culture and Mm. our kind of mythology more generally that we don't question we just kind of believe like yeah like we just believe that everyone finds skinny people with big tits and an ass more attractive and like that you just believe that even though it's not true like lots of different people fancy lots of different types of body mm. and we kind of know that if you know if you look at porn you know that but then in our media it's just like everyone's just like you know lose weight and have lip fillers so why is this how to have feminist sex because this sounds like just like how to have good sex 
Uh, yeah, and it is. It is like you know, in, I think interchangeable. Femme yeah. sex, good sex. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think um, I call it how to have feminist sex because I think that a lot of these myths they've been affecting women more. Like the patriarchy is responsible for us to believing these things, mm. and you know how to have like uh, communist utopia sex wasn't quite as a snappy title. <laughs> um, That's the sequel, though. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that wasn't so snappy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. These things affect women more. Men are probably more in tune with their wants and desires and the world is more catered to letting men have their wants and desires prioritised in their life. Yeah. I love this in the book. It says um, we should be taking more news. I mean, that's really objectifying. And also, what's the best lighting? <laughs> <laughs> what is the best lighting? For a nude. Do you understand lighting? <laughs> uh, I know you can turn it off and turn it on. <laughs> Take it out, have it in. <laughs> Just like me. <laughs> but news. But news are a good thing. I think news are a good thing. Yeah, I love taking news. Um, it makes me feel really good about my body. Um, every time I go away to uh, like a hotel for work, um, I send uh, my girlfriend like a glam nude. Um, yeah, <laughs> hotels, they're good. For yeah, it's like, oh yeah, new background. It's like a whole new girlfriend. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like news make you feel good about yourself. And they're also a really good way of establishing conversation around sex. Yeah. If you send a nude to someone, then they'd be like, oh my God, yeah, I want to do this to you. And you're like, yeah, I'm into that. And then like you're talking about sex and establishing communication, which is kind of establishing because consent and communication is basically the most important thing about getting the sex that you want to have where does the uk stand in the ratings in the rankings of feminist sex are we are there other countries that you think are on this better than us i have no idea i don't know i went to holland recently actually for work i think we think of holland as really like progressive Mm. and like they're all they've all been like talking about masturbation with their mum since they were 12 (laughs) But actually, like I, the questions from the audience really weren't like more progressive than anything you'd get in the UK. And they were just as kind of shocked and surprised when I told them like, that, like, you know, your hymen um, doesn't break. That's, yeah. a, that's a myth. They were just as surprised by that as any, you know, UK audience I've talked to. Um, so I think we're all kind of got a lot of catching up to do. Yeah. And as for the, like the rest of the world, I, I can't really speak for them. <laughs> I'm sure there are some places that are a lot, a lot worse. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> um, so who is this book catered towards? Because some people might think, oh, it's feminist sex, so it's just for women. But, but I bet men can have feminist yeah. sex. Yeah. Yeah. I've actually got several emails from people. There's a joke in the book where I'm like talking about an issue men might have. And I'm like, to the three men that decided to read this book. And I've got more than three emails uh, from men being like, it's me, I'm one of the three men that decided to read the book. So that's nice. Yeah, like, yeah, I think that it's a good way, I think, for men to learn about the pressures that women face as well. And I think every good man that, you know, wants to sleep with a woman should learn about these kind of things. Illustrating is a really clever idea, isn't it? Because it makes it yeah, I think less so. scary if, <laughs> if people are going to be scared. Yeah, I think illustration is a really good way to talk about sex because um, it's a good way that when you're illustrating, it's really easy to be inclusive because you can like include lots of different types of bodies and people without having to be like, and gay people too, or whatever, <laughs> like in every other sentence. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, illustration, it like shows things in a very like easy way to understand without it looking like porn. Uh, and it's easy if you're talking about something serious to kind of get some kind of light humor in yeah. there via an illustration. Yeah. So, and it's my natural way of communicating. In the book, there's like how to orgasm, um, the ultimate one night stand tip. Tell Miranda Ooh. to your right about your one night stand. 
No one likes that. Oh, I did my uh, like as a kind of light aside in the book. I do mention the time that I had a one night stand uh, when I was much younger, and people uh, still lived with their parents regularly. And I went down to. He gave me directions to go to the loo in the middle of the night, <laughs> and I went to what I thought was the direction to the loo, and I opened the door and turned the light on, and his little brother sat up <gasps> in bed and said, five more minutes, mum." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> And I was just How? Like, <laughs> I just like backed out the room very Fucking slowly, turned the light off, and I was and like, well, the... it's about 4 a.m., so if you're getting up to school at 8, it's going to be a long five minutes. <laughs> What's the moral there, though? <laughs> to get very good direction. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Better bladder control or, yes, good and, directions. And you know, just play along with someone's fantasy. It <laughs> fits your reality, okay? <laughs> No. <laughs> oh, oh, imagine if he was just sending you in there to go and wake up his little brother. Yeah. <laughs> no, I do that with yeah, all my It was my fault. It was definitely my fault. <laughs> What's your ultimate aim with the book? Um, I just want to get people talking about sex more, really. Like this podcast. Like I think that women should feel like it's okay to prior- prioritize in your life wanting to have good, pleasurable sex mm. and that you can ask for it. Yeah, basically. Do you think that it's helped with your your upbringing? Because it would be remiss. Is it all right to bring up your parents? And if you really have to, <laughs> because your dad is is Grayson Perry. Now I love Grayson Perry. I love your dad. That sounds weird. Sorry, <laughs> but many people do. He, he's very like it's. A, a, do you think it helped being brought up in a quite an open minded? Uh, household like that no I think it would have been much better if I was brought up by nuns I really <laughs> I think it would have given me a different outlook that really would made me like reach out to a whole new group of people psychologist <laughs> mum as well yeah that also you know major drawback in life <laughs> Obviously, if I'd been uh, brought up by um, policemen, then I would have much better sexual fantasies. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, you don't worry. You can have some of mine. Okay. <laughs> it's fine. What's it's your fine. current one? Um, it's about four women sat in a room, three of which are holding very phallic-looking objects. <laughs> and one of them is just glaring, yeah. shaking her head at me every five minutes. <laughs> So this is a dream come true for me. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. Non-consensual taking part in my sexual fantasies. <laughs> <laughs> There's a head shake. Uh, <laughs> You're on 10 already. I know, I know. Uh, so the book is How to Have Feminist Sex, yeah. a fairly graphic guide. Mm-hmm. Is it out now? It is out now, yeah. yeah. And are you doing a book tour? You said you were seeing audiences. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm seeing audiences. I'm doing a Life Lessons Festival at the Barbican in two weeks. I'm going to Words Weekend Festival in Salford. I'm going to the Wow Women of the World Festival yeah. in the South Bank. I, I'm going to Glastonbury as well. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm headlining Glastonbury, so that's big. <laughs> it's nice for Taylor Finally. Swift to support me. Uh, you, so that's good. Are you getting inspiration from another book because of questions that people are asking you in the Q&A? Oh no! <laughs> Would you, you wouldn't do a sequel? Yeah, you know, I, you know, yeah, I'm having a drink with my editor in like a week, so yeah, I'll do a sequel. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I think I, I did say most of like what I want to say in this book about sex. I think, but yeah, maybe, maybe I'll learn something. <laughs> did, did you learn anything from the book? Did it kind of? Oh my clarify? god! Yeah, I learned so much doing research from the book, like yeah. so much about my own sex life. Um, I mean, I had a major breakup in the in the middle of writing. The oh, book. did you? Yeah, so I wrote. Uh, one did you have to just change the dedication? then <laughs> <laughs> no uh i wrote one half of the book um 
like in a dwindling long-term relationship and the other half single and free. Oh, so wow. I think that gave and does a, that, does, a good kind of... Do you address that in the book? No, because it's, it's not really about me. It's like, if you like very carefully read the acknowledgements, you might find something. But yeah, it's, it's you know, it's a non-fiction, um, like kind of, it is more of a how-to mm. manual. It's like a... These are some tips that I learned along the way rather than like stories. Mm. That's quite a good little balance because I think a lot of people when they're trying to discover their sexuality is either in a dwindling relationship, they're trying to get something back into it or when they're, when they're young, when they're, you know, not so, when they're just free yeah. and single and yeah. it's like, well, now is my chance to try different things. Yeah. So it's a really good little... With the crazy of digital dating, online dating and apps and everything, has that made feminist sex easier or harder? I don't know. I talk to a lot of people about apps all the time because I think I feel like I'm quite rare. Like I'm a big app fan. I've had like a lot of fun on the apps. Um, I definitely think they are a force for good. Um, For me, what I liked about it was that it, it really felt like it gave me like power and like dating into my own hands. Like I didn't have to like wait around to like bump into someone I fancied in a bar or like, you know, persuade my friends and relationships to come to parties with me where we might not know people, like mm-hmm. all of those kind of things. I was just like, okay, I've got 10 minutes waiting around. I'm going to do some swiping. Yeah. Yeah, I really, and then I could like organize a date when I had a free night, like yeah. on my own schedule. And I, I really appreciated that. That sounds like a, a nice way of thinking about it of just like oh I've got free 10 minutes I can do a bit of swiping rather than I'm gonna go and find the next Mr. Kane this is you know. the future ex Mr. <laughs> yeah, Baby yeah exactly <laughs> uh, like you said a nice relationship with your sex life which is something that I think a you lot should of have done need. the book as a pop-up a pop-up, pop-up. <laughs> Choose your own adventure. Okay, next, yeah, the next one, that's what you're going to do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank Thanks you for having me. Thank you. Apple bottom jeans and the boots with the fur. With the fur, everybody looking at her. You got the flow, baby. You know, go to low, low, low. I can't wait for our next guest. I love that tune, it's a banger. Low, low, is it? That's our next guest, isn't it? Flow Rider, Flow, Flow Rider, Apple Bottom Jeans. No, Flo Perry, Flow Perry, Writer and Illustrator, not Flow Rider. Can you show some respect? Oh. <laughs> Very good. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> Show some, show some privileged respect. <laughs> oh. um, okay, wow, Miranda Kane, what did you learn? I learned. Um, You've been crying. No, oh. no, that's just that's just what doing five podcasts in a day will do to you. <laughs> I'm just watering. I'm just I'm literally watering. Just watering my eyes. Um, I learned. Uh, I learned quite a bit. I'm really looking forward to seeing the illustrations. Yeah, I'd love to know the graphic details. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> because it's That's been brilliant. so long. <laughs> but it's a good idea, show. though, isn't it? It's throwing in some um, illustrations, so it's um, it, it's just less um, challenging than pictures can be. You know, photos can be. You know, here's yeah. a here's a penis. Oh, thanks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, I I quite like those. Um, observations of the empowering nature of nudes. You a fan of the nude? You send the nude? Um not enough. I don't receive enough and I don't yeah. I don't do it enough. Yeah. But I, I do like the idea of doing my own little Well if you um, accepted my DMs you might get a few more. Oh thanks. We'll right. do. Sorry. 
<laughs> Who's that? Uh, that is that's probably that's Miss Calls. It's my okay. perception. Okay. Um, no, I love the idea of getting into a into a hotel and doing it there because like yeah. that's a new environment yeah. and yeah. you feel a bit sexy anyway. Yeah. So little miniatures on. on each breast. Yeah. <laughs> Where would you put the knobby's nuts? Oh God! Straight back in the mini bar. I've, <laughs> I'm BB Lynch. I'm Miranda Kane. And you've been listening to Good Sex, Bad Sex, produced by Juliet Nichols um, for Metro.co.uk. And where's Sam? I, 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 I think just don't look under the patio. But you can get in touch with us on Twitter at Good Sex, Bad Sex with the triple X at the end, and on Insta, and on Insta without the triple X at the end. And if you have a sexy question or query or anything you'd like to um, talk to us about. Anything like to talk to the tax returns, any topics that you'd like us to cover on the podcast, please get in touch. Info at sexpod.co.uk. And we will see you next week. God bless.